How many forgot to set their clocks back last night? Did everybody not? Nobody didn't forget? How many got a reminder yesterday? The reason some of you is on time, in ain't it? <laughs> but, all right, it's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. How many agrees with me? How many, how many of you are glad to be in the house of the Lord today? And Johnny said, Sunday night, why do you come to church? That's a pretty good question. And everybody said, to be fed. That's the reason I come, to feed and to be fed. God is so good this morning. You know, I know we went back on time, but I got a phone call at 5.30. Hadn't slept much last night, just off and on. Well, I got a call at 5.30 this morning. Can you believe that? A guy just wanted to talk. So I'll fix me some coffee and sit around there. My wife finally got up and she made us some breakfast. I got the word down and I began to Start eating early this morning. Some good bacon and eggs and toast. But it didn't compare to nothing like the spiritual food that I got. Amen, brother. There's something about just being in the presence of the Almighty God this morning. Amen. If you have your Bible, stand with me. And I've been reading this week quite a bit. And yesterday I was sitting there, had to do really. And I got to reading and got markers. And I'd read here and I think, boy, I believe this would preach. I think I'll just preach there in the morning. Then I'd read on and I'd find another place. Something would hit me and I'd think, I don't know. I believe this would preach a little better. And I had my Bible about four or five places marked. But I kept having trouble staying away from Psalms. Brother Lewis said, Brother said, you're preaching a lot in Psalms here lately. I don't know of a better book to preach from, Rick, than what the book of Psalms is. Amen. It's a great book. And you can find about anything there in it. But if you'll notice, some way, somehow, about every chapter, you're going to find some ways that you're blessed. Amen. So in Psalms chapter 1, I'm going to begin reading at verse 1. And it says, Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor setteth in the seed of the scornful. 
But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in the season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. But verse 4, the Bible said, But the ungodly are not so, but are like the shaft which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Amen. Verse 6, listen to this. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall what? Perish. Shall perish. Tony, act a blessing on the Word of God. Yes, Lord. Amen. You may be seated, stand, walk around, I don't care. But I looked at that and I kept going back and I probably read this scripture 12, 15 times in the last two days. And I kept going back there and I said, Lord, now you've showed me, but Lord, now where to go to, but Lord, show me how you want to go. And you know, I've learned one thing about preaching the gospel. I've learned, Brother Larry, a lot of times that God will give you the scripture to preach, but a lot of times he won't give you really the message and the way he goes. I don't know about you other preachers, but sometimes that makes me a little nervous. And I can tell you this morning, Brother Mark, when I got up here and I was sitting back here, he was making me a little nervous because I still didn't know the way God wanted me to go. But I have learned one thing. God has promised me if I would stand for Him, oh, yeah. He would put words in my mouth. Not my words, but His Word. Amen. That's what it's all about this morning is about God's Word. It's not about me. It's not about you other preachers, but it's about God and about God's Word. If it's about me, I'm afraid you wouldn't get a whole lot out of it because I don't know a whole lot. But it's not about me. It's about God and about being about God. It's about a whole lot because He's a big God this morning. Amen. Thank God this morning for them beautiful songs that was sung. Thank God for the congregation that showed up here this morning. Thank God for those perhaps in the parking lot watching on Facebook, wherever, we're glad to have you tuning in with us, wherever you're at. 
But to be honest, I'd like to have you right here with me this morning. But anyway, we're glad to have you. But I want to look at that verse 1, and the key word in verse 1, of course, is blessed. So blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor setteth in the seat of the scornful. Now I want to stop right there for just a moment. Now these six verses here, it describes two kind of people. It describes the godly people, and it also describes the ungodly people. But it talks about three different kinds of people. And you say, well, who is the other kind of people? Well, the other one is God. He is the main one this morning because He is the one that holds the key to your blessing this morning. He has got the key to unlock you a blessing this morning, but you've also got a key that you've got to unlock it yourself in order to receive a blessing. You see, if you don't do something to be blessed, chances are you're not going to be blessed. But you know, if you do something, God knows. God knows their hearts this morning. He knows their mind this morning. And I don't believe God has called this congregation just to come to His house and sit on a pew, uh, amen, expecting uh, to get fed and to get full and then get up and go home, amen. I hope you didn't come expecting uh, to just sit on a seat and be satisfied. But I hope you come this morning hungry. uh, And I hope you come to open up and to eat, amen. uh, Because this is some pretty good food here, amen. The Word of God will prepare you for what you may face tonight or tomorrow or sometimes this week. If you listen to the Word of God, hey man, not to me, not to Rick or John or uh, Tony or Mark or anybody else, but listen to what the Word of God said. This first people that he was talking about is the godly people. And he said, blessed is the man. Blessed simply means happy. Hey man. It said the key word in the Psalms is the word blessed. It serves here as a pronouncement upon a man, but not just any man, but a certain kind of man. Anybody want to guess what certain kind of a man that is? It is the saved man, the righteous man. So he said, blessed is this man. If you are a Christian this morning... Let me give you a little something here. If you are Christian this morning, then you are blessed. I don't know why I hear so many people in this day and time going around looking like they've lost their best friend. I'm talking about Christians, hey man. Sure, we're going through storms, we've been through storms, and we will. Going through storms until Jesus 
walk. Amen. Come on, the more you eat and the more you put in here, the more you're going to be prepared for the battle that you may face tomorrow. Amen. You might say, well, I might not have a battle. Well, it won't hurt to get it in here just in case you do. And if you go through a day without battling Satan, who is our enemy, uh, if you're a Christian and if you go through one day uh, without him tempting you and trying you, uh, I want you to come and see me uh, because there's something wrong. Amen. Blessings don't come cheap sometimes. They don't come cheap sometimes. Connie sang that song to ride out your storm. Thank God for a congregation, a good number of them, has been in this storm as long as everybody else has been in it. But thank God they ain't abandoned the ship yet, amen. They're still in the boat. Some has abandoned the ship, uh, and if you don't get back in it pretty quick, uh, you're going to drown, amen. You say, preacher, you could have preached all day and not said that. Oh, yeah. I could have, but God couldn't. <laughs> so blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor setteth in the seed of the scornful. But number two, listen, but to manage blessed, the Bible said, His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in His law doeth He meditate day and night. He meditates, amen. For it's reading the Word of God. I like to get up in the morning, amen. And I like to get the book real early. And I like to get in it. It helps me get through the day, amen. It helps me to face, it helps me to face the battle of another day. It helps me if I read the Word of God and I listen to Him and let Him come in and be with me and meditate on Him all day. Then let me tell you something. Uh, there's no room to let Satan in. Hey Amen. Yeah. But if we don't meditate upon God every day, uh, yeah. we're just opening the door to let the enemy in. Hey Amen. Yeah. We don't need to give him not one inch. Hey Amen. Yeah, if you give Satan one inch, uh, he's going to take a mile. And if he takes a mile, then he's going to take two. Hey Amen. So the blessed man uh, is the righteous man. Amen, is anybody blessed in here this morning? Well, give God a hand of praise. Say, Lord, I'm, look at somebody and say, I'm blessed. Uh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I've been in a storm for three years with my wife. She is, of course, she was the storm, you know, and uh, she was the one doing a lot of the suffering. But let me tell you, I've done my share of suffering too. But we made it. We pulled through it. I got a good report Thursday. Where's Ricky Buster at? Ricky, it's looking like you might be right and I might be wrong. It's hard for a man to admit that he's wrong. 
but it ain't hard for me to admit that if you are right and I'm wrong, and I hope you are right and I hope I'm wrong. How many years did you say? 150. I was feeling pretty terrible when John took me to Somerset. What day was it, John? Thursday? I don't even remember what day we went. I'm so mixed up. But we got up there, and my appointment was a quarter to seven my time. And then they called and said to be there 30 minutes early, so that put it back 15 after six to get up and go to Somerset. But we made it, went in, and they didn't do anything what I thought they was going to do to me. I thought they were just going to do one thing, but they wound up giving me a complete head-to-foot checkup. She said, we're going to do an EKG, and she done an EKG. She looked at me, she said, she said Lord, so your heart's good. said, man, said, it, it's ticking right away. It's really good. Took my oxygen, whatever they do, you know. She said, boy, that's good. She's writing down. Checked three or four things. She said, now come and go with me. And I thought, now, Lord, where are we going? Took me back there and they said, now we're going to do some blood work on you. Three, six, seven, about seven, eight months ago when I was up there and they done some tests and said my cholesterol was sort of getting out of high, getting high. So they put me on a medication, a pill. It's amazing what a pill can do. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And so I'd been taking that. So they done my blood work and they checked, I reckon, all the inside of me. My blood work. So I didn't know how that went until I got home that morning. Then late that evening, they called me from Somerset and said, Ralph said, your doctor said to call you and to tell you that you was in good shape. That cholesterol is good. Something else they was calling test is good. And they just went down the line. And boy, I was sitting there. I was feeling pretty rough, you know, but I was sitting there. And every time she'd tell me this is good and that's good, honey, I just got the feeling so better, so better, so better. And when they got done, I said, in other words, I'm in good shape. And she said, you're in good shape. And I thought of Ricky Buster. Old Ricky might just be right. I might pull it out 150 years. <laughs> if I do, Rick, I want to say this. I want to stay in good enough health to get up and scream at you people every now and then. Amen. I love to preach the gospel. You preachers, do y'all love to preach? If you don't love to preach, you, you don't need to be a trying to preach. Amen. I get a blessing out of preaching, Rick. I get a, I get a blessing out of it. But the godly man, and I just thought, my goodness, here I am sitting here, be 74-year-old Friday, and the doctor is telling me that I am real good shape. And I just looked up and I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Blessed is the man that takes no part in the unrighteous. Now you might read that and you might say, you mean you don't go around sinners or you don't talk to sinners? That's not saying that at all. 
It's just saying if you're a godly man, uh, you're not going to partake uh, of the ungodly crowd. Amen. You're not going to go out and do the things you used to do uh, and talk the way you used to talk. Amen. Uh, why? Because uh, there's been a change in your life uh, and I don't do them things anymore. Uh, I don't talk that way, Tony, anymore. Brother Larry, I don't go to the honky-tonks uh, anymore. Uh, I don't get out here fight and drink and, uh, and carry on uh, anymore. Uh, why? Because uh, one day Jesus changed my life. Amen. I was sitting there. I was sitting there one day. I don't know where my wife was at back in the back. And I was sitting there and I'd been reading. And my mind started going back. How many of you older people can remember things that happened years ago. Let's see your hands. How many of you can remember things happened years ago, but you might be like me, you can't remember what happened yesterday or day before yet. Now let's see your hand. <laughs> Y'all put your hands down, Lord. That's... <laughs> yeah, they're proud of it. But anyway, I was sitting there and I was looking at the door. Now, y'all may think I'm a weird character and I have been <laughs> called sort of weird. But I was sitting there looking at the door and it was just like God brought back to memory of years ago. And I got to thinking about it. And I got thinking, God, what about that door? It's been there for years. God said, yeah. But do you remember going out that door in 1983 on April the 27th? Boy, I knew right then where God was going. I said, Lord, I remember. Take me back down memory lane a ways. And I got to thinking, and, and Connie sung that song a while ago. I don't remember just what the title of You didn't know me back then or something. What was the name of Connie? Trophy of Grace. Huh? Trophy of Grace. What? Trophy of Grace. <laughs> Trophy of Grace. And it says something in there, you didn't know me back then or something. And that hit right in. I thought of that, Connie, when you were singing that. You didn't know me back then. A lot of you didn't know me back then. How many of you didn't know me back in 1983? Well, there's a few of you. But I, I got to thinking about it. Now, now listen to me. I'm, I'm going to tie this in here. I got to thinking about it, Johnny. God said, you remember walking out that door on April the 27th of 1983? I said, Lord, I do. said, you remember walking out your sidewalk? I do. You remember getting in your automobile and going to work at Sandusky's Mill? I said, Lord, I do. He said, you remember what happened about 11 o'clock, five minutes after 11 o'clock on April the 27th? I believe it was. 
1983. And boy, I got to think about what happened that day and I got all excited inside and man, I got to shake it a little bit and the Spirit of the Lord, He just poured it out on me. God was going somewhere with that. He was going somewhere with that. And I said, Lord, I do remember that. That was one of the greatest days in my life. You say, well, what happened that day? One day at five minutes after, about five minutes after 11, I went down, I went down a drunk, alcoholic, among a lot of other things. You've heard me tell this before, but I'm going to put some more to this here. I was just an ungodly person. I was a person that here in verse 5 and 6 was talking about. I was an ungodly, lost sinner. And God said, do you remember what happened? I said, Lord, I remember what happened that day if it was yesterday. And then I got to thinking about it. And I sat there and I got to thinking about it. There was more happened that day than just getting saved. You see, that morning when I got out of bed, my wife had an alcoholic for a husband. My three children had an alcoholic, among other things, for a daddy. And I got to thinking about that journey down there, and then I got to thinking about that journey on back home, and when I got to thinking about that, I broke down and started just bawling again. Uh, you know, I want to tell you why I done that. Uh, my wife uh, was there. She probably wasn't even expecting me home uh, after I got off from work. Uh, I think it took her by surprise. Uh, but when I went back up, got in my vehicle, uh, same vehicle I drove to work that morning, uh, the same vehicle I drug out in uh, and drove back up 206 that morning, Barry Larry, uh, the same driveway I'd left that morning, uh, I pulled back in here at uh, the same sidewalk I walked out lost and without God that morning, uh, I walked back up at uh, the same door I walked out uh, that morning, uh, I lost his sin, uh, that same door I walked back in it uh, that night, uh, the only only difference, uh, I walk back in, uh, a changed man uh, from what I walked out. Uh, amen. That morning, uh, and I said, God, uh, I'm a blessed man this morning. I'm a blessed man this morning. You a blessed church this morning. So let's wake up and start giving God credit for where credit's at. Thank you, Lord. Let's wake up and start getting out to church, amen. Supporting the church, supporting these ministers, supporting these singers, supporting these children, supporting these teenagers. Church, it's time to stand up and move on. I'll never forget that day, Brother Mark, that I walked back in. I went down Trent Memory Lane, 1983, back then. Down there and back. 
But that night when I walked through that door that evening, my wife had a new husband. Took her a while to recognize it, but she had a new husband. Sis, my kid had a new daddy. That day he changed my life and I have never been the same as I was before. I'm sure others can tell stories similar to that. But that's my story. That's my conversion. That's how that I work to be here today. And my wildest dream, Brother Paul, my wildest dream... When I got saved, I never dreamed that I'd ever be a preacher. I never dreamed that I'd ever especially be a pastor of a beautiful bunch of people. And that never crossed my mind. Not one time. I always thought in the back of my mind, Tony, why you old alcoholic, you old drunk, uh, don't you worry about, don't you worry, you ain't going to never do them things. You just go to church and you sit on a pew if you go to church. And don't you tell nobody and don't you do that and don't you say nothing about it. You're not fit to do that. But one, one day, one day, in 1990-something, I'd been with the young people for 16 years, but God began to call me to preach the gospel. It was a battle. I also went back to that night when I fell out of the chair on my knees, Brother Larry, about 12, 12, 31 night, telling God, God, I can't do it. And God telling me I could and I was. And I said, God, I'll try. God said, don't worry, I'll be with you every step of the way. God has never failed me, Marty. Does anybody hear that? God has never let me down, not one time. Many times, Mark, I've walked over the years, I walked in a church somewhere or another, uh, and the pastor just walked by uh, and punched me on the arm, uh, and he'd say, you're preaching tonight. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, you better be prayed up, uh, and you better be read up, uh, because they just walk on past you, hey man, uh, and you sitting there... Uh, and you're not prepared. That's why the Bible said to be in season and out of season. Be entered in season and out of season. You see, we not just as preachers, but we as Christians, we have got to be on guard every minute of every day. Amen. When you let your guard down for one minute, the enemy is going to come in and try to destroy you. But you just remember, hey man, you're a blessed person. You're a blessed man. You're a blessed woman. Hey man, no matter what age you are, if you've been born again, uh, you're blessed. Uh, and you young people are Christians, uh, just keep hanging on to the Lord. Uh, and one day you're going to realize, uh, by sticking with God, uh, just how blessed you are. Amen, brother. Good word, brother. <laughs> you know, the Bible said there in verse 6, it said, For the, for the Lord knoweth. The way of the righteous. How many knew that? How many knew that God knew the way of the righteous? But he didn't stop there. The way of the righteous 
But he said, the way of the ungodly shall perish. Uh, see, God knows you, whether you're a sinner or whether you're a saint, God knows you. The only difference is the saved, uh, one of these days, if you'll stay saved, uh, one of these days you're going to get a reward uh, in heaven and that reward is going to be eternal life with Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, to the ungodly, if you're in here, that's just saying you're a sinner. Uh, if you die before you repent of your sins, the uh, only thing you've got to look forward to uh, is separation from God, separation uh, perhaps from your family uh, and friend. Uh, and the only thing you have to look forward to uh, is surely not heaven, uh, but it's a place called hell this morning. That's all you got to look forward to. Why would anybody have a hard time choosing between the two choices that we have? Heaven and hell, it's simple as that. Eternal life with Jesus or hell with Satan. Thank God He's still God on the throne in His grace and you need to thank God for His grace this morning. If you're here, you're listening or watching or whatever you're doing uh, and you're not saved, uh, you need to say, God, I thank You for Your grace right now anyway. It's God's grace that you're still alive. It was by God's grace, honey. Johnny, by God's grace uh, that I lived all them years in sins uh, in the honky-tonks fighting uh, and battering and carrying on. Uh, it was God's grace. Uh, you see, God uh, had a plan for me. Uh, he had a purpose for me. Uh, when I come from my mother's womb uh, back in 1946, uh, the 11th month uh, and the 6th day of November, uh, uh, God had a plan for me uh, just like He did Jeremiah. Uh, when Jeremiah, God called Jeremiah, uh, and Jeremiah said, Lord, uh, I'm too young to do it. Uh, and God said, Jeremiah, uh, don't you tell me you're too young. Uh, he said, I knew you uh, when you was in your mother's womb. Uh, I called you uh, for this purpose uh, while you was in your mother's womb. Uh, when you come out of your mother's womb, uh, I ordained you for this purpose. God had a purpose for me. But let me tell you, church, uh, you sitting here and saying, well, uh, God don't have a purpose for me. If God didn't have a purpose for you, uh, you wouldn't be here. Well, preacher, I'm a sinner. I'm a drunkard. I'm a drug addict. I was them things too. Uh, but that day in 1983, uh, Jesus changed my life. Amen. And I've never been sorry. You ever hear that song, I've never been sorry? I've never been sorry. People used to say to me after I made a change, Preacher, don't you miss going to them bars? Don't you miss going to Louisville? And bar hopping. Don't you miss going to the honky-tonk. Don't you miss going here and going. Don't you miss doing this and doing that. I said, not one bit. I found something better one day. Amen. You see, you might think you've got something so good that you can't turn it loose. 
But I'm going to tell you something. Everything that Satan has got to offer you uh, is a pleasure of sin uh, that only lasted for a season. Only lasted for a season. But Jesus has got something that will last forever. I used to say, well, I just got to drink my problem. I'll blame my wife for my drinking a lot of time. It wasn't a bit more her fault than it was anybody else. You know that thing about an alcoholic or a drug addict? We got to blame somebody else. It's somebody else's fault, not ours. I've been there, I know. Nineteen eighty-three, and I feel better than I did then. That's been several years ago. Matter of fact, about thirty-seven or eight, right? I feel better then now than I did then. You know why? Because Satan moved out and Jesus moved in. <laughs> I feel better. I'm not lying. People say, "Are you crazy?" I may be crazy, but I know how I feel. I told a doctor one day, I said, you don't know how I feel. I know how I feel. I'll tell you what's the matter with me if you'll listen to me. He didn't have no part of it. He said, we're going to check you out and make sure you're right. But see, I've got these promises. And you can got these promises this morning. You say, what promise? The Bible said he is a healer. Over the book of Psalms, it said, forget not his benefits. Amen. Forget not his benefits. He saved me. He healed me. People say, well, what did God do for you? He's done everything for me and he's done everything for you. Amen. He saved me. He healed me. Blessed is a man that, that makes God his Lord. That's, that's a blessed man. A blessed man is a saved man. Hey man, and the devil can't do nothing about it. Nobody can't do nothing about it. And I'll guarantee you, the young people sitting right here, they have no clue what their future is. They think they know. But let me tell you something, young people. You don't know what your destiny is going to take you. But I know you will get there if you will follow Jesus. You stay with Jesus. You say, well, kids at high school talk about me and make fun of me because they won't, I won't go and do the things they do. I won't go to their big bonfires. I won't go to their, I won't go to their drug parties. I won't go to their alcohol parties. I won't go to their sex parties. Oh, they count me as an outcast. You know, let them count you as an outcast. Jesus costs you. Jesus is got a purpose for you in your life. Amen. You young people hear me? He's got a purpose for you. If you just follow Him. Just follow Him. A lot of people today, we're living in a mixed up world. I'm fixing to close here. How many know we're living in a mixed up world? Amen. We're living in the fulfilling of Bible times. We are. You know, I'll be so glad when this election is over. You say, Ralph, I wish I hadn't brought the election up. I'll be so glad when it's over. Maybe I can hear people talking about something else.
this year's election. People today is putting their trust in the wrong place. They're putting their trust in their job. They're putting their trust in their pastors or preachers. They're putting their trust in their parents. They're putting their, they're putting their trust in politics. A lot of them, a lot of them, is putting their trust in this politic or this politic here. Let me tell you what the Bible says, and then I'm going to close here in a minute. The Bible says over in Proverbs chapter 2, chapter 3, and verse 5. Listen to this, young people. Smartest man was ever known in Bible time, the wisest and the most richest, old Solomon. He said this. He said, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lead not unto thine own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't trust in nothing else. Don't really put your trust in man or woman or boyfriend or girlfriend. Put your trust in the Lord. Listen to what he says. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. When you do that, I'm going to tell you something. I'm talking to the young, but I'm also talking to the old. When you do that, people are not going to understand you. People are not going to understand you. It's that tough night. Bible study across. I wish you young people would come out to Bible study. I really do. I wish some of you older ones would too. So trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. Now listen to verse 6. In all, not some, but in all thy ways acknowledge him, Jesus. Acknowledge Jesus. In all thy ways acknowledge Jesus. And he, and he shall direct your past. Put your trust in Jesus this morning. If you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this morning would be a good time to come and receive Him as Lord and Savior. I know young people go through a hard time, a lot harder than it did when I went to school. A lot more to put up with. If you're here this morning, Mom, Dad, if you're not saved, you need to be saved. You need to be saved. Anybody, any age, here this morning, it's not saved. You need to be saved. If you want to be blessed, a blessed man or a blessed woman, you just need to come up this morning. If you want me to pray with you, I'll pray with you. If you want some of the rest to pray with you, we'll pray with you. You ladies want some of these women to pray with you, they'll pray with you. You men want some of us men to pray with you. We'll pray with you. Time is running out. It's decision time right now. What are you going to do? Jesus untold said what he was going to do. Now what are you going to do? Now your is your heart heavy with some grief or trouble? You do not Oh
whole heart. Come back out and be with us tonight. Somebody will be preaching, somebody will be singing. Some other testimony on your heart.